Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 18 of Gaming with Grief. Uh, welcome back. If this is your first time, I guess, welcome. This is basically a podcast about me using gaming to deal with grief. I had several people in the last few years pass away, and uh, yeah, so I just use board games and stuff like that, uh, video games. Uh, card games to look, kind of examine grief and look at grief and how I deal with grief and stuff like that. And I usually start out the podcast by saying that I am not a licensed bonded therapist. Uh, I do recommend you go to therapy if you need to go to therapy, if you can afford it, if your insurance covers it. Find a way to try to go to therapy and get help if you need help. If you're thinking of hurting yourself, don't. If you're thinking of drinking, please don't. If you're thinking of and doing drugs or anything like that or just being dangerous or hurting someone or you know around you or yourself just just don't do it just try to get help um so yeah that's usually my disclaimer if you want to write to me um i have a website www.gamingwithgrief.com uh you can leave a comment there under the video i will read it over in the show if you want me to read it if you don't i will not um, and then I have two uh, website addresses or two uh, email addresses, which I'll just tell you one of them because I'm trying to use that. But I don't know. I might start another one because uh, I'll get into it. So I don't know. This, this week I've been working nights uh, and I've only been home for a few hours during the day. So my sleep cycle is messed up because I, I noticed that I'm naturally a morning person. Um, that might upset some people that are listening to this because it seems like a lot of people are night owls. And uh, you, every, everybody seems to do things at night, and uh, things don't, you know, being up late doesn't bother a lot of people. But for me, it's the opposite. Um, I don't mind getting up early. I mean, obviously, people say that's too early, but, you know, if you tell people you get up at like 3.30 or 4.30 in the morning, they think, man, that's really early. But if everything goes according to plan, which sometimes it doesn't, uh, you get to get off early in the afternoon, so I like that. Um, you know, I don't stay up late on the weekends, usually 10.30 or 11.00. So lately I've had to work till about 10 or 11 at night and then I have a commute home and and then you're obviously up because you're working. You don't go to bed right when you get off work and so I've had to kind of reclimatize to getting sleep and then Saturday I had to work during the day. So I worked all day Saturday and then we met a friend. A friend of mine was getting married and we met him and his fiance for uh, cake tasting, which doesn't seem that terrible. I'm not going to turn away a opportunity to cake but, um, you know, I was just tired. And I was supposed to meet some friends today and uh, do a big Dragon Age campaign. And I was just really wiped. So I texted them last night and said, hey, I'm not going to make it. And they said, that's fine. And I went over there instead and hung out with friends uh, and family. And we just played uh, Magic the Gathering for a little bit and a board game called Tesoro, which it's spelled T-S-U-R-O, I believe. Um, check it out. It's actually very simple. And the games are about 10 minutes long. So I think you can play up to six people. You basically have a stone with the uh, dragon etched in it. And you start on the edges of the board, and, and you get these little tiles. It's a grid board, and the tiles basically have lines on them that are squiggly lines, straight lines. You basically can connect the tiles to try to stay on the board as long as possible. If the tiles connect and you fly off the board, then you lose. Uh, and the last person to be on the board wins. You can only put tiles in front of your your dragon, Um so you can't like sabotage someone else. The only time it gets uh, tricky is when you're next to someone and obviously you put the tiles down and then it affects both of you. So games literally last 10 minutes 
and uh, you can just keep playing. There's like an endless loop to it, you know? Um, so it's very fun. But um, enough about that. That's kind of what I did for the week. I worked, tried to get some sleep, and then this at the end of the week, I spent time with my wife. That was really nice. Um, we spent time. Saw my nephew today. He was um, not having a good day because he was very cranky. And uh, yeah, so there was that. Um, but I think what I've been thinking about a lot is um, time, actually. I've been thinking a lot about time. Um, by the way, I'm still reading A Fine and Private Place. It is very good. I have about 50 pages left, and I'm done uh, with the um, I'm done with the book. So, um, yeah, it's very good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I'm almost done with that. I haven't read Revival. Um, I'm trying to finish A Fine and Private Place, and like I said, I'm very close. Um, but back to what I was thinking. I'm, I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, time and money and um, and passion, which may seem weird. But, uh, you know, I, I reflected on it a lot. Um, I make okay money. Not FU money, but I'm not destitute. My bills are paid. Um, we only owe a little bit, my wife and I. We have some medical bills, and uh, we're paying our car off. And so we don't have a lot of debt, which is great. Um, and we have some savings, uh, quite a bit, actually. After my mom passed away, we were able to put some money in the bank, which feels good. Um, and we've known for a while that um, the main, our main drain field, the main pipe going out to the road, is failing. There's a lot of inside baseball, but... We've had several, uh, we've had like three people come out. They've showed us video. I've seen the video. You can see the pipe is crumbling. Roots are growing up through it. Um, and a lot of people at work, I was talking to them about it, like, yeah, it sucks. I got to get it done. And they said, well, you know, just get a shovel and, uh, you know, just start digging. And, um, you know, you could do it. And, uh, you know, the bids we got from the reputable people, we got three bids. Uh, one, one's coming to us Monday. But they gave us a verbal bid. The other company gave us a written bid. And the third company, I don't want to mention, they seemed very high. Um, long story short, uh, either way, it's going to be a lot of money to do uh, do the work. And, uh, you know, a long time ago, I didn't have savings and I didn't have the money to get it done. Uh, and most people don't. But I'm in the position where the two people that came out said that it would be about two days worth of work. And it is a lot of money. Um, but I have some of the money in savings, and I can obviously use my credit card for the rest. And because of the position I work in now, I, uh, in, in the summer, we're trying to finish up summer work, I'd be able to pay for it. So I understand a lot of people aren't in a position I'm in to just pay for the work. But the idea is I'm thinking a lot about money and time because it is a lot of money, but it saves me time. And I think time to me is more precious than the money at this point. You know, I can pay them, although it's a lot of money, it can be paid for. And I get to spend that time with my wife. And on top of it, I have been working a lot. So, you know, do I take the time off work and do the work and spend two to three times the amount of time doing, you know, trying to do it myself? Because I'm fairly handy, but I do admit when I can't do things. Or do I just pay these people to come in for two days and just do the work? And I'm at the point now where I don't want to put it off. I want someone to come in. I want it to be done. And I'm going to end up paying them. And I don't, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately with uh, celebrities, uh, either comedians or the comedians who are interviewing people. I listen to your mom's house. I really like that podcast. But, you know, there is 
they, they do talk to their guests and they talk about what they pay for and things that they pay for. And everything, it seems like people with a level head, you know, celebrities and stuff that they talk to, the things that they pay for are just things to give them time. You know, I bought this, I bought that, you know, this, this car saves me time. You know, even if you think of something like a jet, which we think it is an absorbent fee, when you talk to people that do, uh, you know, motivational speaking or this or that, they do all that, but they need to save time. So they bought the jet to save time. And, I, you know, looking back with my working class mentality, I think, man, a jet, that's pretty, that's pretty high end. But this is exactly the same reason why I'm, I'm paying these people to come do the plumbing. It's because I want it to be done quickly and I want to spend the time that I have with my wife because I'm turning 40 this year and I realized, uh, especially with my parents dying and my, my kids, you know, the miscarriages and my kid passing away, that time is very precious and time is more precious than the amount of money I spend, you know? And, and for me, that doesn't mean to be irresponsible and start blowing money all over town, but I want to, um, you know, I, I want to have time with people. And I kind of repeated myself, but I think for me right now, that's more important than, you know, saving like thousands of dollars, you know, because I do work 10 to 12 hours a day. And now that I'm working nights, I don't know when that's going to stop. I hope quickly, I hope not. But that means I only have a few hours in the morning to start digging a hole to fix my plumbing. And although I can look it up and ask for advice, I don't know about the drainage situation, about the main drain, what it needs to be. I guess I could research all that. And then I could go buy all the permits. But like all that time I'm wasting, like, and I'm not spending time with my wife, which... By the way, my wife works from home, and when you work nights and only you're at home for like three hours in the morning, and then you work on Saturday, which seems to be a thing that's going to be happening more and more, you have very little time. So again, it's, you know, what is more important? And for me right now, it's time. So if I have the money to pay for these things and do these things, I might as well do it, you know, because I'm not going to get that time back, but sooner or later, I'm going to get that money back, you know? And, um, or even if I don't, it was worth it. It was totally worth it. So I think I've been thinking a lot about that time and money. And for me, time is obviously more precious than the money that I'm going to spend on the plumbing. And, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is passion. And, uh, I've just been thinking about this a lot because I think I care about what I do. Um, I think I have a good work ethic, you know, I show up every day, I work overtime. I do what's asked of me, and I, I care about what things look like. I care what all that is. You know, I care. I care about. Um, you know, I want people to say thank you. I say thank you to people. I want to have a good quality of work. I want people to have a good time working with me. I want, you know, to do a good job. Um, but I think part of that, the passion of working, the idea that you care about your job or whatever. I think. Um, Myself, uh, I think I exploit myself in a way um, because I think you, you know, some people call it impo- uh, imposter syndrome. I don't think that. I don't think that I'm worthless or fake. I mean, I think what it is is you want to do better. There's this thing that you know you can do better. That it's almost like a perfectionist attitude of I think I can do better. I want to do better. Um, I should do better. Even if you do something if you do something well, you think, well, I could do better. And I think that is kind of what drives a lot of people. And I think what I've noticed is I think employers uh, see that in people, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
no matter if you work for a good employer or a bad employer, I think that your employer can see that you have passion and you care for what you do. Most employers, if they're tuned in and asking you questions and talking to you, uh, my bosses are, you know, they ask me how I'm doing, stuff like that. Um, I think that they see that people are passionate and care about things. And so what they do is in a way they, they, um, they exploit people, right? I mean, that's their whole goal. You want to exploit people because you need something from them, you know? And, uh, I think because of the way your brain works, when you have passion for something, that you know it's going to happen, and you kind of allow it, if that makes sense. You allow yourself to be exploited. Um, But I make, uh, no matter what I'll say about my job, I make an hourly wage, and it's very good. So no matter how bad I feel about my job or how I want things to change, it doesn't matter because in the end of the day, I'm not going to find someone that pays me what I make now to do that. And it's terrible to say that, but it's true. And um, I'm just at a point now where you have to realize that, you know, passion in a way is kind of an undoing. You know, everybody wants to have passion for what they they do for, you know, their job or their career or whatever you want to call it. They want to have passion for the things that they love. They want to have passion for the people that they love. You want to give your all to people. You know, you want to give your all to things. You want to give your all to your job. But you can't do all of that. You know, you're like, I've been a terrible husband before and I've been, um, you know, I have been attentive to my wife. Um, and I've been a horrible employee before where I've messed up and had to, you know, I've made mistakes and I've had to fix things. And, uh, you know, lately a lot of that has to do with just being tired. You know, like I said earlier, working the shift I do, doing all that, it's, it's very difficult sometimes to keep everything balanced. Um, so yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now that passion is, um, you know, it's good and bad. And for me, it's mostly bad uh, right now. And, and uh, it's almost like a dirty word, you know, but then there's, but then there's the other flip side of the coin is I've seen people that don't have passion for what they do and they don't care. And they make everybody's life difficult around them because they don't care because some of us care and then you have to deal with the people that don't care. And that's frustrating. But on top of it, um, you know, like I said, I get paid really well. And, uh, I, you know, I try not to say a little bit, I mean, I have a, a few times before, but my therapist said to me one time, you just have to decide if the money is stupid enough for you to take it. Meaning if they're going to pay you to do all this stupid stuff, is the money worth you taking and all the crap you have to take? Is it, is it worth it? And, uh, I think yes. I mean, as of right now, yes, it is totally worth it to take the dumb money for them to do for me to do what they want me to do. So yeah, I, I just, I think uh, I'm tired is what I'm saying all this. But I think in a way, I've started thinking about the word passion a lot and I haven't looked it up. I'm not going to do the thing where I talk about, you know, Webster's Dictionary defines passion as X. I'm not going to do that. But I think to me, passion is almost a dirty word, you know, because y- you can't pay your mortgage with passion and you can't, you can't pay, uh, you know, your, your grocery, you can't buy groceries or pay any of your bills with passion. Um, but it allows you to do the things uh, that you want to do, you know? So I don't know. I'm kind of at a point now where it almost seems like passion is a dirty word, you know? Um, I think maybe I want to start using the word like skill for something. I don't know. I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of in I'm thinking. I'm thinking aloud. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what is it? What is it? Like, I don't know. I'm, I, I want to write something about it, I think, because I'm thinking about it more and more, and it's, it's something that you can't just brush off, you know? Um, yeah. Well, let me, let me try to, uh, kind of do the back end of the show in kind of a happy note. Uh, I've been playing World of Warcraft Classic. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, there's a lot of running. Anybody that played the old WoW knows that there's a lot of running. And I think I mentioned this last week or the week before, but uh, there's a lot of running in that game. And uh, you have to be prepared to just run. And I, I made a Tarn, or Terran, or however you want to say it, and I'm a slow runner. At least it seems like it. So if you're going to play World of Warcraft Classic, uh, be prepared to run a lot and slowly. And um, I think, you know, some people get bored of the old quests, the idea that you just, um, you know, get 10 of this, get get 8 of this, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, it's fine. To me, it's a smooth ramp up to dungeons, to end game, to all that kind of stuff. You know, you learn the mechanics. I've heard uh, a lot of MMOs, a lot of people say that the beginning of MMOs, or at least the leveling process of like 0 to 50 or 0 to 80 or whatever the level cap is, that a lot of that is just almost like a tutorial. Uh, for you to get your sea legs to play the rest of the game. And I think that's true, especially with WoW. Things are really simple. Go get 10 of these. Go do this. Go do that. Then, hey, go to a dungeon. Then you learn other mechanics, you know, about pulling and mobs and all that kind of stuff and ads. You start learning that. You're learning your role. What class are you? This is what you want to do. All that's very important. Um, but I, I still enjoy it, you know. And um, I'm playing another game by Remedy, who I think I mentioned in another podcast, a few episodes ago, it's called Control. It is strange. It is getting stranger. I enjoy that it is so strange. You know, um, I've heard this said a lot with Death Stranding, uh, the game from Hideo Kojima, who did Metal Gear. It's coming out this November. Uh, it's kind of an unknown element still, even though he's released a lot of footage and stuff. And I feel with Control, it feels very similar. You kind of understand the basics of the game, that you're basically in a haunted house, that this agency called the Federal Bureau of Control has set up an office building to study this haunted house. It's a sky rise in New York, I think. I don't know if it says what city it's in. Long story short, you're discovering this house. The architecture shifts. Uh, they find these objects of power uh, that you siphon off to get your psychic powers. You have telekinesis and flight and all this stuff um, that you get later. I'm only probably like two, three hours in the game, but I'm looking at every collectible in the game every audio um, audio log they have old reel-to-reel cassettes you listen to radio shows they have uh, live action tv programs you zoom in on a screen and watch the most horrific thing i've ever seen which is a puppet show called the threshold kids i've only seen one episode but i'm scared um i don't want to watch anymore it's a creepy puppet show with adults doing kid voices and it's just unnerving so I recommend not looking at that if you want to see Control. But Control is great because it is an unknown quantity. You don't know sometimes why things are happening. You hear voices whispering to you. You're having an internal monologue because you're looking for your brother. And you don't want to tell these people with Control that you're looking for your brother uh, until you do, maybe. Um, everything is weird. I clicked a light uh, yesterday and appeared from the, the, the oldest building, this uh, sky rise you're in, and appeared in a hotel in Montana. And you search your motel and you find some things and you go, um, 
you click on the light again and you appear on the other side of a bridge and you um, take a phone call from someone who's dead. So um, the director, uh, I'll just say left the agency and he's died and he, he called you and you talked to him. So that's how weird uh, control is. But I am enjoying it. It is good. It is Like I said, it's good to not have everything laid out in front of you, you know. It's 180 from WoW of go collect this, go do this, boom, you're done. This is go do this. Yeah, there's a thread. Go open this room to open this to get to this system. We have to know what's going on. But by reading the emails left um, in the rooms and listening to the audio logs and the threshold kids and watching the videos on the objects of power, um, you're in a weird place and nothing really makes sense. The voices that are whispering to you or speaking a language you don't understand with subtitles, you still don't understand what they're saying. It's broken, fragmented sentences, things like that. But it's all very interesting and I can't wait to play more of it. Um, I played a little bit more Greedfall. Um, it's good. I like it. It is uh, like Assassin's Creed. And um, right now there's a mission I'm doing where they give you several options on how to complete the mission. And I don't know which one to do. And they're basically, you know, there's they're basically using the three areas of the skill trees, either combat, uh, the roguelike things, uh, science and things like that, or um, magic. Uh, excuse me. But it's those three things you can use to complete the missions. They're basically telling you to do what you want. Um, and I think all that is uh, pretty cool. And I like when a game gives you that kind of open, um, kind of like open playing field or mechanics to let you balance how you want to do that stuff. It's really good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of been me. I think I'm going to be working nights for at least another two weeks. Um, I hope I don't have to work next Saturday. Uh, but I'm very tired. But uh, I'm doing okay. I hope you guys are too. Uh, like I said, if you want to write in, go to www.gamingwithgrief.com. Uh, write a comment under the video of the podcast. Not the video, the uh, audio. Um, if you want me to read it over the air, I will. If not, I won't. Um, this comes up every Monday morning on SoundCloud at 7 a.m. Uh, you know, take a listen. You can reach me at... Um, I'll just give the one email address, which is gwgpod04 at gmail.com. And I think that's going to change because uh, I think next week I'm going to talk about a friend of mine that passed away uh, this year. And, um, you know, we did a, we, I, I mentioned in the last podcast, we did a, we did a podcast together. We shot a movie together. He was a really close friend. He had a brain cancer and he passed away this year. So I want to do, like a small memorial maybe about him. His name's Ben, uh, Ben Nelson. And I'm going to talk about him a little bit. And then I'm going to talk about uh, the new podcast, obviously Gaming with Grief. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to try to, I can't merge them together because it was him and I, so it's just me now. But um, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to try to memorialize him in a very small way um, and uh, go from there. So I'll talk a lot about him next week. And um, I think I'll see you guys next week. Uh, be safe. Uh, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Again, if you need help, go get help. All the bad things you're going to do, don't do it. If you're thinking of hurting yourself, don't do it. Uh, please get help. And there is people out there that you know care about you. So if you need help, go get it. Don't be afraid. And uh, yeah, I mean, just lastly, I'll say really quickly... Um, you know, with everything that went on with the grief in my life and everything, I went to therapy because I, 
I just realized I couldn't do it anymore. You know, it was kind of out of my control, and I needed help uh, with what was going on, and that's what I did. I got help. So if you need help, get it. It's out there. Uh, Have a good week, guys, and I'll see you next week.